Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Hockey Princess podcast. I'm your host, the Hockey Princess. Um, it's just me this week. Uh, no crusty old guy, no guest speakers, just me. So this week's been a super busy week with the NHL draft, free agency, a lot of interesting free agency signs and some that are, you know, w- we will see in this in the summer. Um. Yeah, it's been pretty interesting. So like I said, on Monday, we are going to talk about kind of different prospects in the Chicago Blackhawks pipeline. I am not going to be talking about anybody that was drafted this year. So I'm not talking about Connor Bedard, Oliver Moore, um, Nick Lardis, kind of just because that was what Monday was for. We, we already talked about it. I definitely will still be talking about them as their seasons progress via Chicago, Rockford, or their junior team. Um, but no. So today I'm going to be talking about folks that have been drafted either last year, a couple years back, um, so on and so forth. And kind of my favorites and the ones that I really think will be joining the league soon be it the NHL or the AHL or they've already kind of committed and they will be either in Chicago or Rockford next year and I'll definitely specify when I go through I've got about seven that I want to talk about but I will when I get to them I will definitely mention kind of you know if they're going back to their college their junior team if they are going to Chicago or if they're going to Rockford. So first one I have up is Kevin Korczynski. He is a defenseman currently playing with the Seattle Thunderbirds in the WHL. He was with Seattle last year. Um, And there's kind of rumors of, is he ready to go to the NHL? Now with his age... He cannot go to Rockford. So he, Kevin Korczynski can either go to the NHL or he gets sent back to Seattle. Um, so there's kind of rumors, you know, is he going to make the jump? Is he ready? Christy old guy and I talked about this a little bit last week where we are under the firm belief that he is not ready. Don't get me wrong. I do think that Kevin Korczynski has talent and potential can't wait to see what kind of defenseman this guy turns into. I just don't think that he is ready to make the jump from the juniors to the NHL at this point with this skill set that he has. You know, he did play great in Seattle, but he didn't play a ton of minutes. You know, he was not your top pairing. He was not your point guy coming or come power play. He was not your guy defensively. That was Nolan Allen, who is also a Blackhawk prospect, and we'll get to him in a hot second. So I believe that, you know, he needs, because Nolan Allen is projected to go to Rockford this upcoming season. You know, I really would love to see Kevin go back to Seattle, kind of slide into Nolan Allen's shoes a little bit in his spot that he had on the roster and, you know, see him get more minutes, see him be a little bit more physical, a little bit, 
you know, a little bit stronger defensively before he makes the jump. And I really think after next year, he'll, he'll, he won't be ready, ready, because he still needs to grow in the NHL. But I think he will be a lot better prepared if he has one more year in Seattle. Let me see if there's any other kind of interesting facts. So Kevin did get drafted last year um, by the Chicago Blackhawks. He was seventh overall. He is, like I said, he's a defenseman, about 6'3", so taller-ish dude. Could definitely put on some weight and kind of fill out physically, which, I mean... He's 19. It will eventually happen. That I am also well aware of. That just takes time. Um, he did play in the World Juniors last this past year. Um, I would also, on top of seeing him kind of take on a bigger defensive role in Seattle, I'd love to see him also do that in the World Juniors. So yeah, big fan of the Kevin Korchinski. I've liked what I've seen so far, but I definitely do not think that he is ready for the NHL this year. I would really love to see him have one more year in Seattle. You know, at the beginning of KD's reign, he kind of pressured a lot about how much development was important to him. You know, how much prospects were rushed under the reign of he who will not be named. You know, he values development. And I think this is the perfect opportunity for KD to actually, you know, put his money where his mouth is regarding that by actually waiting the time. Because the Blackhawks have time. You know, we are not a playoff contender or going for a serious cup run next season we have the time to develop our prospects and so you know I think this is the perfect opportunity for KD to actually prove to the world to the hockey world that you know he actually does care about development with his players so that is Sorry, I have to switch. I've got to, like, type in manually to switch. I don't have, like, all of the tabs up. I tried that, and my computer crashed about five minutes before I started filming this. Um, but anyway, that's, so that is all on Kevin Korchinski. Next one is going to be Frank Nazar, who was also drafted last year with Kevin Korchinski, but he was number 13. Um, he is a centerman, winger, a little bit on the shorter side, you know, 5'9", um, not really that big, currently plays at the University of Michigan and is very much expected to go back to the University of Michigan for next season, um, you know, because he has not signed his entry-level contract with the Chicago Blackhawks. And it also means, I mean, once you sign your entry-level contract, if you are a college student, you cannot go then back and play for the college that you played for previously. Um, and he's only 19, so he's got time. Go play another year in Michigan, especially because last season he really did not play at all. He played at the very, very tail end of the regular season and then going into the playoffs. But most of the season he did miss due to a lower body injury that he sustained last summer. 
So he, and he did actually have to get hip surgery because of it. Um, so he was out for a while. So it's expected, predicted that Frank Nazar will go back to University of Michigan. And I'm very intrigued to see kind of him go back to Michigan and see what Michigan does. Also because Adam Fatilli, who went this past draft to Columbus at the number three pick, you know, he's going to be starting in Columbus. There's definitely going to be a multitude of opportunities for Frank Nazar to shine, to genuinely shine in Michigan without anyone being like, is he good because he's good or is he good because, you know, he plays X, Y with X, Y, and Z player who make him look good. He will have the opportunity to really shine or at least the potential for it. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm very much excited to see him play just because I haven't really seen cause he really didn't play last year. So I really haven't been able to see any footage on him. Really? I watched a little bit of the playoffs. Um, not a ton. I will admit, unfortunately, I sticked mainly to the Q League playoffs. Um, but yeah, so we'll see what he does in Michigan. I hope it's all good things. Like I said with Korczynski, I would love for all of these prospects to be incredible, unbelievable. Um, one, because I just want prospects to do well. And two, because then it would make, you know, the Chicago Blackhawks our lives easier. It would be amazing. <laughs> um, so yeah, it'll be, it'll be very, very interesting. And it, like I said, it'll be interesting now that Fatili's not in Michigan. Nazar is definitely going to have more minutes, more points, more everything. That is everything on Frank Nazar. Next, we are going to one of my favorites who is Drew Camesso, who is projected to be one of Rockford's goaltenders come next season. Now, it hasn't been decided, and it's really not going to be until, like, at least a couple of weeks into the season, maybe further in, whether or not it's Drew Camesso and getting backed up by Jackson Stauber, or if Jackson Stauber is going to be your starter and Drew Camesso is going to be the backup or if they're going to do like a 50 50 or if they're going to do kind of you know who's hot goes in the net who's not goes on the bench uh, it's both of their spots to lose because also Jackson Stauber is still fairly new to the scene I mean he was indie fuels goaltender and then got brought up to Rockford and then got brought up to Chicago last season when you know, we went through many stints of Peter Morazic being injured and Alex Stalock being injured. You know, Jackson Starber got brought up really fast and he did really, really well, but he definitely needs more time to mature and kind of build down in Rockford. But he's also still fairly new. So you're not typically with teams you're having like the starter who's been there for a while or at least has a couple of years under their belt and then it's the newer guy 
Jackson Stauber only has like a little bit on Drew Camesso. They're still both fairly young and fairly new to this level of hockey. So like I said, Drew Camesso is slated to be one of the goaltenders for the Rockford Ice Hogs. I, I, this kid's amazing. I've been watching him for a bit. I love this. I love that he's finally getting his opportunity to shine. I think this kid's awesome. (laughs) Did I say that already? Um, Drew Camesso was drafted in 2020 in the second round, which is, you know, typical for goaltender. Um, And he has killed it in Boston. He's killed it in the Olympics. This kid's just amazing. Uh, I I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I think, you know, I thought about buying a number 98 jersey when the draft happened, but now I think I gotta wait until my boy Camasso goes up to the NHL in a couple of years, because Gosh, I I can't wait for this kid. I watched I watched him in prospect camp last summer. He's just amazing. He's so good. He's just oh, very. It's all very mechanical. He doesn't have like some goaltenders will have that like fish out of water. They're not controlled and they're just like flip flopping from one side of their net to the other. Not him. Oh my gosh, I. I can't get over how excited I am to go to Rockford and see this guy in that. Um, yeah, he's amazing. And he's and like I said, he's done with college. He's going to Rockford next season. He is one of the top guys, you know, that's making a bigger name for themselves come this upcoming season. Drew Camasso is definitely one of them. All right, let me get to one of my next ones. Speaking of another guy that I am excited for and hopefully will be going to Rockford next season, that is your EDM, as crusty old man calls him, your Ethan DeMastro. This kid is so much fun to watch. He is so physical and aggressive and a big agitator and definitely just likes to annoy the hell out of everybody, um, which is pretty entertaining to watch. Uh, he was drafted well, a couple of years ago, 2021 in the fourth round by the Blackhawks. And, you know, like I said, there's rumblings of him potentially making it up to Rockford this season. I'm really, really hoping. There's a decent opportunity and a decent shot that he could just because. So the Chicago Blackhawks did not re-sign Caleb Jones. And, you know, we definitely go through the period in like December, January, mid-season where half of our defensemen are injured for some odd reason. Um, So there's definitely opportunities for folks in the Rockford pipeline right now, be it your Isaac Phillips, your Alex Vlasic, that have the opportunity to, you know, maybe play more games at the NHL level, which then that means there's open spots down in Rockford 
for your Ethan DeMastro. And especially because, you know, even if Kevin Korchinski makes it up to the NHL, you know, he can't be sent down to Rockford. You know, he has to go to Seattle because of his age. So there's definitely spots that, you know, are open in Rockford, be it a prospect that then, you know, goes to Rockford or them signing a guy and send them down for the purpose of, you know, playing at the NHL. I really highly doubt that it's going to be the second one just because KD has made it abundantly clear when he does talk that you know he really does care about developing all of these young guys and so I think he would definitely go the route of pulling up guys from the juniors versus you know signing a veteran to play down in Rockford I just I don't see him doing it um let's see so but on the other side, if he does not go to Rockford this season, he is currently playing with the Sarnia Sting in the OHL, which is the Ontario Hockey League. Um, and he would just go back there to his junior team if he does not sign with the, or if he does not play for Rockford or even Chicago. I, he's not going to play for Chicago, but you know, crazier things have happened. We had like, you know, five or six goaltenders this season. You never know. You never know. Um, so that is all on EDM, as Chris, the old guy, says. Um, next one is going to be Colton Dock, which if you, you know, if that last name sounds familiar, it should. This is Kirby Dock's younger brother. Now, he is definitely going to Rockford next season. Cannot wait. I've been excited. I've been waiting for these kids and juniors to go to Rockford because right now, you know, Chicago's kind of, we're, we're not good. Rockford's somehow even in a worse state. So I'm just excited that, you know, some fresh faces are going to be gracing us you know, down in the minors and then hopefully eventually, you know, up in Chicago. Um, so back on Colton Dock, he was signed in 2021 in the second round, or he was drafted in 2021 in the second round. This was before we traded his brother um, to Montreal. He is a bigger guy, plays center and wing, six foot four. Physicality is huge. Um, kind of knows. Is, is, no, he's very much the guy where he's big and he knows that he's big and he uses that to his advantage. So he is definitely going to be, you know, one of your more physical players, which is great because Rockford needs that because um, they really don't have a ton. They've been relying on, in my opinion, the wrong guys to bring a ton of physicality. And I only say that they're the wrong guys because, you know, they weren't that physical or that big they just weren't five nine like everybody else you know there's got to be somebody on the ice to protect lucas reichel but they really didn't even have like a guy to do that they just had guys that were bigger than lucas reichel doing the job so i think colton doc's gonna fit into that quite nicely prior to the rockford ice hogs he was with the seattle thunderbirds alongside 
Nolan Allen, who I promise we will get to, and Kevin Korchinski. Looked great in the playoffs. Looked great in the season. Um, he was out for a bit, kind of mid-season, uh, injured during the World Juniors in the beginning of January. So he was kind of out for a bit, but then he came back, you know, and was great like he normally is. Um, not a huge point scorer, but, you know, when you've got guys on Seattle, because Seattle's just incredibly stacked. You know, they made a lot of trades prior to this past season to give them a deep playoff run. You know, when Seattle's that stacked, you don't, and you've got a ton of goal scorers, you don't have to be this amazing goal scoring machine you know there's plenty of people whose role on the ice is to protect those goal scoring machines uh and doc's one of them so i'm definitely excited to see him in rockford same with your camasso um but let me get to i'm gonna keep on the seattle train and get you the information for our final seattle thunderbird which is nolan allen was also drafted a few years ago. Let me get the specific. Yeah, it was drafted in 2021. Same with Colton Dock. Um, there's still rumors on where he goes for next season, be it Seattle or be it Rockford. Really think it should be Rockford. Um, I, yeah. It should be Rockford. There's going to be a top D-man spot for him on that team. I He's learned everything that he can in Seattle. You know, he was on your top defensive pairing. He was getting a ton of minutes during the season and during the playoffs. It looked amazing during the playoffs. Um, he's kind of reached his potential in the WHL and definitely needs to be brought to a bigger stage and have the ability to do more on the ice. So, but like I said, it's an either or, either Seattle or Rockford this upcoming season. We don't know quite yet. We'll definitely know. We'll definitely know all of these unless I've explicitly stated that they are going to Rockford like Colton and Drew Camessa. We'll know more of this situation kind of around training camp after training camp closer to preseason for those who are new training camp happens about mid-september and it kind of bleeds into preseason they start out with a huge roster and then most training camp or training camp days you know the roster gets smaller and smaller you keep going you go to preseason the roster gets smaller and smaller because most preseason games um, your top players aren't playing every game. I think Kane and Taves normally would alternate, so the fans could at least see one person unless it was like the game, like the preseason game right before the regular season started. Um, but we'll know more with all of these prospects come training camp and come preseason, um, with the exception if they've committed to a school, it's almost 99% sure 
a slam dunk that they are going back to college. But everybody else, like I said, you will kind of have a better idea, better understanding of where they are more towards training camp and preseason come September. So now all we get to do is just wildly speculate about these, you know, teenagers uh, until then. So just a quick little, like, soundbite of Allen's performance. Allen's value comes from skating and defense. He's an already an NHL caliber skater with projectable posture, lateral and backwards quickness and separation through punch turns exited with crossovers. From that base, Allen defends the rush with an NHL-ready fundamentals and a suffocating mentality. Uh, that is from your elite prospects in 2021 their draft year i just get a kick out of the vocab that they use man it gets me so excited for any player uh, so yeah like i said nolan allen top defenseman great uh either seattle or rockford if it was up to me which most decisions should be uh he will be in rockford come next season all right, and the next one that we have up is your Paul Ludwinski, who is currently playing in the OHL for the Kingston Frontenacs. Um, Sutterman, average-ish size, a little bit on the smaller side, in my opinion. He's rocking 5'11", um, was drafted this past, or, uh, sorry, last year in 2022, um, Saw him, you know, last summer with Prospect Camp. He was definitely one of the few that stood out to me. Um, I just like the way that he played. He was definitely one of the more physical or physical presences on the ice. Presences <laughs> on the ice, especially as a centerman. Um, like with, you know, Kevin. Krajinski, uh, he will not be going to Rockford this upcoming season. I am positive beyond belief that he is going back to Kingston because he's at that age range where, you know, either he stays in his junior team, plays there, or he immediately gets brought up to the Chicago Blackhawks. There is not a Rockford in between available for Ludwinski. And, you know, as much as I do like him, he definitely has room to grow, room to mature, and he can still definitely do that down in juniors. There is not a rush to bring him up um, in general. And, you know, if Kyle actually commits to what he was saying last year where he really wants to be able to develop the prospects and keep them in their junior team for as long as until they're ready, you know, this would be another perfect opportunity for him to prove that by keeping Ludwinski, you know, in juniors and going back to Kingston. Um, he's also definitely a Kyle Davidson guy skating. He's got a really high motor He's a mechanically sound player. Um, 
I think he'll be great on the ice. I don't think he will be up as fast as, you know, Bedard or Moore or some of the other guys, but I definitely think he will be a strong presence on the ice for Chicago once he reaches his potential. And we, oh, 28 minutes. This is fun. So we got two more, two more for you guys. Um, and it's going to be really easy because they have the same name. So first one that I want to talk about is Sam Renzel. So Sam Renzel was drafted in 2022, so not this past draft a couple of weeks ago but the one prior and he was he still is a baby I mean they're all still babies but like he was a baby baby when he got drafted he had just finished his junior year of high school and was either I believe 17 at the time turning 18 in like a couple of days or he was celebrating his 18th birthday at the draft um he is going to be going to the University of Minnesota Duluth with Oliver Moore this upcoming season. Um, so like I said before, with a lot of the college players, you know, once you sign your entry-level contract with an NHL team, you cannot go back to college. So I figure he will be there for at least a couple of years, probably his first two, and then will be reevaluated, but I don't think the Chicago Blackhawks were even going to try to sign him quickly enough where he didn't go to college, at least for a little bit. Um, he was drafted pretty high in 2022, number 25, a little bit off the boards-ish. Um, it was definitely, a lot of people considered it a reach, a lot of people considered it kind of out of nowhere. Um, I'm, ex I'm excited. Uh, he's a defenseman. He's six foot four. He is huge. He's a string bean. So I can't wait to see how he grows into kind of like his body and becoming more physical because he's already a big guy. He just needs, you know, some mom to be feeding him pans and pans of lasagna and he's golden. He's ready. Um, definitely, he's a defenseman, but his strength is definitely, you know, being an offensive defenseman similar to Kevin Korczynski, which is all good and fair as long as you've got, you know, folks on the team that can kind of be more of a shutdown defenseman, which they really don't have right now, currently, but... They don't really have a ton of much. Um, so there's definitely potential in, one, developing that skill for Renzel, and two, you know, getting pro either prospects or trading for defensemen who can do that. Um, but, yeah, no, he is – he's baby. I'm excited to see him at University of Minnesota, especially because he'll be playing with Oliver Moore. Um, but to be honest, I, this is one where I'm excited for, but I haven't watched a ton on him. 
Um, just because he hasn't even gone to college yet. He's a baby. He's an absolute baby. But I definitely wanted to give him an honorable mention just because, you know, even though he's one of the younger prospects, he's definitely someone that you should have you know, an eye on or to watch as he develops and as he progresses out in Minnesota. All right. This takes us to our final one. I know I mentioned in the first episode, my favorite prospect. Uh, So I had to mention him in this episode where we speak of prospects. Um, And that is Sam Savoie. Um, for the folks who have been calling him Savoy, um, you're wrong. It's Savoie. Um, and this kid's my favorite. This, the hands down, this kid's my favorite. Um, he finished this past season in the Q League for the Gatineau Olympics. Um, I can't, I can't get over how much I adore this kid. Um, he, He's on the smaller side, 5'10", kind of plays across the board forwards-wise, center and winger. He was definitely moved around a lot this past season and especially during the playoffs. Um, He got drafted last year um, in 2022 in the third round. This kid is an agitator. He's physical. He's... He's your Brad Marchand. You know, he's going to... I hope he doesn't go around licking people, but he's definitely got that mindset where he just wants to get into everybody's head. And he was definitely one of the most entertaining folks to watch in prospect camp. Not this year, because we don't have a prospect camp. But last year, Sam Savoie and Ethan DeMastro and Paul Ludwinski were definitely the most entertaining hockey players to watch on the ice during prospect camp. Um, I cannot wait to see him do more in the queue next season. He's already stated that he's going back to the queue partially because he's, you know, definitely got some stuff to work on and two because the Blackhawks technically have not signed him to his entry level contract yet, which is fine. We don't need to worry just yet. Um, You know, we really need to worry at the end of this season if the Blackhawks have not signed Savoie to his entry-level contract. Um, He's a point machine. He's physical. He's angry. He likes to agitate. He didn't necessarily do a ton in the playoffs. Um, He definitely did do things, um, but not to the level that he did during the regular season. Because, I mean, he was... 59 points in 60 games in the regular season. He was insane. Um, But in the playoffs, kind of skidded off a little bit. Um, But that's okay. The Olympics this past season had a lot of older, well, not older, older, but more veteran players on the team that kind of really dominated in the playoffs. Folks that you're figuring are brought up to the minors or to the NHL this upcoming season. So that will also give Savoie room to, you know, really be put into different situations and develop and 
maximize his potential down there in or up there in the queue. Oh, but guys, just watch him. He's so entertaining to watch when he has the puck, when he doesn't have the puck. It's borderline like a spectacle, kind of. Um, he's just really entertaining and can't wait to see what he does in the queue this upcoming season because last season was great. Um, yeah. So that and amazing. My computer just died again for having too many elite prospect tabs up. So we are going to wrap it there, folks, for this week. It was a little bit on the shorter side, not completely short, but it was definitely not an hour like before. Um, so that, those are, you know, some prospects that you're either be able to see in Rockford or you just want to, you know, remember the names. They're on the horizon. You know, they're coming. They'll be here. They're coming. Um, so, yeah. So you can find us on Twitter, Instagram. You can email us at thehockeyprincess at gmail.com for any questions, comments, concerns, any ideas, any topics that you want me to talk about. Shoot me a message on, like I said, Twitter, Instagram, or Gmail. I'm pondering maybe making a TikTok for this podcast. What do you guys think? Yes? No? Maybe? Stop making too many social media accounts? Hmm. Uh, So I will talk to you guys next week on I Have Not Decided Yet, so it's going to be a surprise. Yeah, I will see you guys next week. Like I said, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, shoot me an email, shoot me a message. Maybe you'll see me on your For You page if I make a TikTok account for this podcast this week. I will talk to you guys later.